Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And we're very excited because today we are going to do a pitch episode that we haven't done in a very long time. I truly cannot tell you the last time. And if you remember, like when we were doing them regularly, I still wasn't very good at them. And now (laughs) it's been so long that I just... I'm actually really proud of myself, Phoebe. I made a list. Like, I wrote down, put pen to paper, the one, two, three, four, five books that I'm going to pitch to you today. And that is honestly more prep than most of the pitches. Like, I thought about it all day. Like, I really, like, cultivated, curated this list to bring to you. I still did not practice my one-minute pitch, though. So it's still going to be a hot mess. All right, well... You know, it's been so long that I completely forgot that the point of these is to pitch it to you, not necessarily people listening. Oh, so did you pick books that you already know that I love? Well, I picked books that I that I just realized that you have read because I literally like went through my Goodreads and I was like, what are the books that broke me out of a reading slump? Because that is the theme of our pitch episode today. Five books, well, ten books total, but five books for each of us that we think are surefire books that will get most people or people who have the same type of reading taste as us, which we assume that most of our listeners do. Or at least there's some sort of, like, common ground. Yeah. And the if you are new around here or it's been a really long time and you don't remember how the pitch works is we have one minute to kind of sell you on a book. And usually, like Phoebe said, it's usually us trying to sell each other on books that we want the other one to read. But for this episode, since we've been talking about slumps for the past two episodes, we figured we could kind of come up with like five books that we would recommend to help you get out of a slump. It just so happens that my five, I don't think you've read. Oh, no, you've read one of them. But the other four, I don't think you've read. Maybe. Okay, I think you've read two of mine. And you're currently reading one of them. I'm currently reading one of them? Yeah. Am I currently reading it? (laughs) I think I know what book it is, and it's uh, currently reading in quotations because I'm currently reading it with somebody else who lives in my household. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe this episode will help John. Side eye, John. (laughs) For not falling through on his buddy read commitment. I mean, I was going to, you know, today is, is this, this has been three months since my birthday exactly that we're recording this. So it's been over three months since your birthday and he still hasn't followed through. My birthday present, all I wanted for my birthday was for John and I to read a book together. And that's my husband. (laughs) And... (laughs) He was like, yeah, okay. And so I picked out a book. We were all excited. I was like, I think you're going to like this one. I think it's going to go great. He was pumped. We negotiated how many pages we were going to read, when, and, you know, we were off to a strong start. We read a chapter a day for about four days. (laughs) And then he was like... He just kept doing this thing where he'd be like, well, I don't, we're only going to read one chapter. And I just like that you you can't put an arbitrary deadline on it. Like you just have to go with the vibes. Like if, if you need to finish out the scene, if you need to like finish out the moment, which may be three chapters, like I want to read all three of those chapters. And yes. he just was like, 
No, just one chapter. So that's what really slowed us down. I just loved that it was like, you know, everyone was like, oh, what a romantic birthday gift from your husband. It's like, (laughs) dang it. We thought we had, if he wanted to, he would. And then, (laughs) John! I know, he really is not living up to his reputation. Like, his reputation is, like, I he would do anything for me. Right. Like, really? Where's that energy right now, John? I presented the idea to Nick. I was like, would you do this with me? And he was like, no. <laughs> he was, he was like, like, I, I do things for him. But, that, you know, no, but he turned around me. He's like, how many times do you go to my soccer games, my tennis matches? Like, how often do you go to those things? I'm like... Well, the difference is that I went to all of them in college. Like, I was a mm. supportive, co- like, girlfriend of a college athlete. I did the whole thing. I, like, paid. Was he D1? No. Oh. We, went to, we went to Roger Williams. The only thing we were D1 in is sailing, okay? Okay, I know that do you not. Love that, but I'm just. <laughs> uh, I was a competitive sailor. I think you so much. It's a very hard sport. Yes, I know it's rich and wealthy and hard to do, but. My college didn't even have a football team, BB. It had the, the star sport was the cross, which just I can you anyways, yeah, our our most popular sport was sailing and I remember two things about the sailing team or sailing at Roger Williams. One, I so one of my one of my jobs because I had so many in college was um, raising money for the annual fund like for alumni. <laughs> And that's a miserable job. Never, like, I am so nice to telemarketers because I just, like, know the pain. Um, but anyways, one day, like, the sailing team took over and, like, raised, like, $6 million in one night for to build the new um, sailing clubhouse. Which leads me to the second thing that I remember about the sailing team is I lived in these apartments that had water view because Roger Williams is like on this peninsula and it's just like it's the most beautiful campus it's just completely surrounded by water and so I had an apartment that had an ocean view and I loved it so beautiful and then they decided to build the sailing clubhouse right there and just obstruct (laughs) the view and I was like this is so six million dollars of you sailing clubhouse (laughs) I bet there are so many people who like there there's a club in my hometown that um, they wanted to put a second level on their clubhouse so they could have like rooftop views of the ocean and the ocean Long Island Sound and people who own homes across the street like fought it for years like I'm saying like like 25 years they were always able like so it was never happening and then during the pandemic they got it approved because people weren't paying attention <laughs> Anyways, all I have to say is John played the arguably the second most pretentious sport on campus, which was tennis, and um, he was captain, and I just, like, the best part about being the girlfriend of a college athlete is the sweatpants, like the sweats, <laughs> like, the oh my god, they were the nicest stuff. The funniest part about ten- John playing tennis is... He makes this really weird sound. Oh, have you ever watched? Yeah, you've watched tennis, Yeah, I right? play tennis. So, like, you know how, like, if you're, you know, some people make, like, weird sounds. Like Maria Sharapova? Sure. The, I was thinking of the guys. Uh, ah! Yeah. Or the, yeah, like, the, uh! John makes this weird, like, goat sound. <laughs> 
please take a record. So, like, please go to a match. So he'll finish the book with you and then record it for me. <laughs> I would I would imitate it on camera, uh, like, on this right now. But, like, I really don't want to do that to you guys. Because out of context, it could sound very different. Okay, I expect a voice note privately the moment that we are finished recording. <laughs> and I just... Okay, fine. And I mean, he's playing right now. Like he's he's playing tennis right now. So maybe I could just like ask like one of his teammates to send me a clip. So if I he's probably like really good. I haven't played in a long time, like regularly. But if I came yeah. to visit and I played a match with him, would he finish the book? Cuz obviously you're not going to play. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe we could play doubles. Okay. <laughs> Let's play doubles. Let's do it. No. I would no, have no, to no. play with Mark, like, though, because Nick has never played tennis in his life. I mean, I have He not played baseball. Played. I, that was his spring sport. He, like, he almost like, let's let's play tennis. Like, let me teach you. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And then we, like, started playing, and I'm like, why do I have to follow these lines? Like, I feel like there <laughs> it's an accomplishment to be able to hit the ball over the net and, like, get that. So, like, I would just like that to be the only rule. And he's like, that's not how you play, Ashley. And I'm like, well, I don't care how you're – like, he's very, like – we need to follow the rules. And I'm like, but well, yes, if you want me to have fun, there's have no do. rules. Like hit the ball and that's an accomplishment on its own. Hmm. And when I, when I was learning how to golf, uh, our friends would be like, and I'm obviously like very competitive and I like to follow the rules and play the game the way it's meant. And we mm-hmm. were golfing one Sunday and it was so hot and it had like poured rain the night before. So it was a swamp. It was humid. It was muggy. There were bugs. It was awful. And I, it was the first time we played since we'd gotten Beasley. So like I hadn't played for like a month after I just learned. So I lost like all of the ability that I had. Yeah. My friend Chris like took me aside and he was like, if just pick up your ball and move it to where Nick hits his, cause otherwise you're not going to have fun. And I was like, I'm not here to have fun. I'm here to play a game. <laughs> In case anybody needs a reminder, um, Phoebe is an Enneagram 3 and a Capricorn. And, uh, but then eventually I did, but then I was like, okay, you are here to have fun. But like, Nick has played golf like almost his whole life and he hits it very far. And I was like, I would never get it that far, even if I was so good. Cause I'm just not as strong as he is. But anyway, sports. Let's talk about books. Let's talk about books, obviously. And You've well, been probably listening to us for about 10 minutes now, and uh, we haven't done anything that we were supposed to. <laughs> Get it? Like a pitch, like a, oh, that's, that's, what is that? What sport is that? Not any of the sports we were talking about. What's a pitch? Um, baseball? No, like a, like, that's what they call the field in, like, the UK. Like, it's like the soccer pitch. Oh, right. Well, I'm, you know, I, even though you can't tell, I'm British, like, yeah, well, I watched Ted Lasso last night, so clearly. Today in my post, on my in my reel, I said, you know, this character is called blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what am I? Am I English? <laughs> I didn't say my name is or her name is. I said she is called. I actually so, really prefer that. I find that to be very classy. Well, this episode is all about class. We went from yeah. sailing to tennis to golf to... My books are the classiest of class. I'm sure they are. And we'll close out today's episode with quotes from our current reads. Like Ashley said at the beginning, there are rules to this game that you must follow. And every we each are have five books that we are going to pitch to each other and mostly to you. 
and we have one minute where we get to describe the book and you cannot go over 60 seconds we will be timing each other and that's all that's the rules (laughs) that those are the rules but if you're listening I usually bully Phoebe into giving me more time (laughs) yeah and I'm like pretty soft on it because it's just not worth arguing with her she's a lawyer (laughs) I reclaim my time I give up real easy Timer. I got it. Ready? Yeah. And go. My first book that I think is a surefire way to break a reading slump is Lease on Love by Fallon Ballard. If you've been following me at all in the last year, you know this is one of my favorite books. It takes place in New York City. It is a forced forced proximity romance and it has probably one of the best friend groups that I've read in, like, a contemporary novel. Because, obviously, the inner circle is, like, the goat when it comes to that. Beasley, so it. <laughs> Beasley, I have one minute! Oh, gosh. 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, it's set in New York City. It has one of the best... It has one of the best Thanksgiving scenes I've read. Um, or has just some of the best, like, holiday-centric without... Uh, holiday-centric scenes without being a um holiday book and it's like basically 300 pages so it's something you can fly through and it just starts the inciting is incident is like on the first page and so it makes it a really easy book to Stop. get into oh, oh, oh that was good <laughs> also i don't think we definitely have not done these as much since I've gotten the dog because <laughs> this is a whole new. <laughs> yeah, Beasley was like, "You have thir- you have sixty seconds. Bet. Let me take yeah. five of them." It's currently um, everybody's getting home from work time, so Beasley is defending her kingdom. Oh my god! All my friends. Um, I think that that pitch would have been better if you had started with. I don't know if you're pitching this, but part of your world would have been great to have like like hunter in the background type vibes you know oh my god guess what i ordered for you today for us i ordered two of them um you're never gonna guess it so let me just tell you okay just tell me so (laughs) logan sent me this link and she was like i have never seen something that you need more in your life and i think that from the second she sent it to me to when i hit purchase it was like under five seconds it is Akatar or no Sarah J Mass universe cutouts for the guess who board <gasps> so I ordered two of them and I was I- like I need one and I'm gonna send another one to Phoebe <laughs> I'm so excited why did I say that because oh you said something you said I sent that you, you something, something that okay. is related to part of your world so okay excellent is it an arc of uh, <laughs> uh no I wish story. I was that powerful but I'm not <laughs> Because I'm just sitting over here twiddling my thumbs. I think you're going to get a finished copy. Okay, well, that doesn't really help me read it in advance. Okay, Abby, if you're listening, know that I'm your biggest fan. Please send me a book. Please, please. The amount of, like, the, the thing that has, like, like put salt in my wounds. Wound, wounds? Is that all wounds? your friends have it? Is that, no, no, it's not that all my friends have it, which all of my friends do have it. Like, literally, I don't think there's anybody in my circle that does not have it. It's when I get requests of people that have, like, that, I, that I'm that i not, like, friends with or, like, don't know anything about me, don't know that I've been, like, yearning for this. And they're like, hey, like, oh, my gosh, I just read this book. Don't know if you've heard of it. I got an arc for it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Really? Tell me more. I don't think I've ever been so influential at influencing people to buy a book based on, like, when I don't even have the arc. Like, <laughs> the, amount of, the 
the amount of DMs I've gotten that are like, oh my God, I, like this makes me so excited to read it. And I'm just like, great. I'm glad that, you know, I am like doing the job of like what, why you give out arcs, but like I don't actually I bet just forever follow you because sometimes I feel like they keep like arcs from people who would want it the most because of that. Because you're going to talk about it more because you want it yeah, so badly. I literally am talking about it more. I can't stop. I can't eat, sleep. I will say I did get a non-romance reader to read part of your world based on my crying story about yours truly. Yeah, I mean, it is so, like, those, why I can't speak for yours truly, but as to what part of your world. What was that voice, Ashley? <laughs> my bitter voice Jeez, okay it's my demon that comes out when i'm really particularly upset okay okay anyways part of your world is such a good one for oh that okay i i don't have that in my five but i put i had two i had two honorable mentions so at the end we can we won't like do the whole pitch for them but we can just say them well blah 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 this has been way over a minute of just us talking about part of your world so anyways we're adding that to the list okay all right well okay do i get to go yes now yes all right Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Okay, I started it, so. <laughs> okay, this is a novella, Cupid's Peak by Lee Jacoy. Jaco? I don't actually know how to pronounce the last name. Anyways, um, this this is like kind of like a part of an interconnected series where each, like, they're all holiday novellas. So this is the Valentine's novella, and it is so short, cute, spicy, fun. I was like like twirling my hair and like getting all like the fuzzy feelings but like also it was like super hot and it's um friends to lovers it's like a little tutor girl situation like think Naily um and then he goes and plays professional hockey and like they like lose touch and then they come back together for Valentine's Day and like it's gonna be like supposed to be like a a one night stand type situation but they're like oh my god how did we ever live without each other like this is so great and it's like a hundred something pages and it's that sounds very and it's a novella I love a novella yeah didn't I do an excellent th- – look did. at me. I'm I'm impressed. That was very Thank impressive. You. Okay. My second one, which we've already sort of talked about. Well, at least you know what it is. So my second pitch is for Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, which obviously I feel like almost everyone has read, but I think it is one of the most perfect examples of a book that busts a reading slump because it – the pacing of it is so good, but it also feels like you're taking your time with the characters. It is a hockey romance. It is a new adult college romance. And um, the communication between these um, enemies to lovers uh, when they become lovers is just chef's kiss amazing and the care. There's no third act breakup. Um, Ashley doesn't know that because she hasn't gotten to that point yet. But... Um, it also takes place at a school in California, but they go to Colorado and it's like a snowy holiday moment. Ooh. And I just am a big, big fan of this book. I don't think I said anything useful in no. there. No, that was great. That was also 58 seconds. So the vibes. Um, I never thought that I would be like a hockey girly, but like I'm like, I mean, I've now read several. One of the most diverse sports romances I've ever read like the friend group is not all white people which I, I do feel love like all the friends that is the um the issue that we come upon in a lot of sports romance because at the end of the day it's a very white sport okay 
Where am I going next? Let's see. I'm gonna stick on my little like novella train. Okay. My next book is First Semester by QB Tyler. This is like a backlist, like, and it is, oh my God, it took me by such surprise. Um, it is set in college. Um, the female main character, she like goes on a dating app, hooks up with this guy that she meets at a bar, like before her first day of college, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, ends up being her professor. <laughs> So we have a little, if you know QB Tyler, she writes Forbidden Taboo, like the best of the best. And this one is like, this is, in my opinion, the best version of Taboo or like Forbidden because, you know, there's not like a crazy age gap. They're pretty much like, I don't know how far away, how apart they are, but like, they're not like, they're pretty much the same age. Like he's a little bit older because he's like has a PhD and stuff, but um you know, she's in college, like, it's still got that taboo, like, oh my gosh, like, we should not hook up in your office, professor, but, Stop. um, <laughs> I mean, that's a great way to end it's it. It's a great way to end it. QB Tyler can do no wrong in I my know. I've not end. dipped into, well, I guess I've done a little bit of the taboo, but I've not done QB Tyler's taboo, so. The only last thing I'll say about it, you know, I know I'm, like, over it, but, like, it, I thought that it wasn't going to be as spicy as some of her other books because people have said that, but I don't know. It just, like, it hit. Like, it was, like, good. Like, it was, like, it was, like, that serotonin that you, like, look for in, like, a quick, short, spicy read. So that's why I think it's a good slump buster. Hmm, good to know. All right. My next book is The Passing Playbook by Isaac Fitzsimmons, and this is a YA romance about a trans boy who wants to or who leaves his school because he was outed and people were angry that he was trying to play sports and he transfers to a new school and he chooses not to tell anybody that he's trans but he and another player begin to sort of fall for each other and it is number one I just found it to be utterly charming and that perfect balance of like giddy butterfly feelings falling in love while also like we're growing up we're discovering things and watching a character learn how to um advocate for himself and also just like really loving wonderful supportive parents and like a really great family and I just really liked it and it's it's fast-paced the end perfect such a good job. Um, I didn't want to interrupt you because, you know, you were doing such a great job, but I just downloaded that. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I just downloaded the audiobook. I'm I very excited. I remember, like, where I was I, – because I read it in, like, one night over the summer in, I think, 2021. Maybe, I think it's 2021 or – twenty. it wasn't last summer. And it was this, like, hot night, and I had a really cold glass of rosé, and, like, I had the twinkle lights on. I was on the balcony. It was really nice. <laughs> Oh, what a vibe. I guess, like, that's, like, what I think of, like, slump busters. If I can, like, remember, like, when and where I was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good book. All right. Are you ready for your next one? I'm ready. I'm ready now. Don't. uh, Are you ready? I am ready. Ready? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Begin. Okay. I'm not even going to give you a book here. I'm just going to give you an author because I love them all equally. But Lily Gold, you want to get out of a slump? Like we were talking about, you know, so 
she writes why why choose and um the two that i have like put aside for this are three swedish mountain men i think that's like a really great slump buster because it's like 300 and something pages for a why choose which is like unheard of um but you still don't feel like shorted you feel like you get enough there's three guys um daisy gets like her car she like leaves like flees her town whatever she gets stuck in a snowstorm um these three mountain men take her in while her car is like like messed up um and they just like have a fun little time in the snow so um it's great that's the one that i would recommend the most but the one that really got me out of a slump was faking with benefits um and that book is long but it didn't feel long like i literally read it in two days and i it just it just totally took me out of um the slump that i was in when i read it and i stopped sorry i was i thought that was more than 60 seconds i gave you two extra seconds it wasn't like wildly a bunch okay but like the only other thing that i just need to like sneak in there is we were talking about like how you know the cocky romances like are not always diverse i think the same is true with why choose Mm -hmm. um and Lily Gold always has a very diverse little group of characters. Yeah. So I read that one. I read Three Swedish Mountain Men because I could not commit to the length of faking with benefits. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> super long. And yeah. I don't even know which one is my favorite of the like I've read all of her books. Um and I don't know which one's my favorite. I but I just, the, I think, yeah. There, she's along the same lines as I think I've recommended the author Crystal Wolf before. If you're like mm-hmm. looking for like, why choose that aren't dark, because right, so exactly. many of them these are, are rom coms. Like, yeah, so it's like you get all of the like fun and spice that you want from a why choose without the like angst or the kidnapping or you know all those other aspects that can. Although that make there a is like a stalker. Dark. In one of her books, um, the Triple Duty Bodyguards, there's, like, a stalker and, like, kidnapping element to it. It's, like, that one's, like, a little bit darker. But also, that's my least favorite. You need a bodyguard, so there has to be something. Yeah. She's, like, a celebrity or whatever. But, yeah, that's that's probably my least favorite of all of them. I think my two favorites are tied at Thinking with Benefits and Three Swedish Mountain Men, I think. But I think her new one that's coming out is going to be my favorite. I'm ready for my next one. All right. Begin. All right, my next book is Ashford Parker Doesn't Fail by Ashley Herring Blake. And I love this book so much. I identified with Astrid so much. It has a little bit of the, like, charm and fun of HGTV, but it also is um, dives into, like, lo- like, love after divorce and... Um, and the, it's set in, like, the most charming town that's, like, a fictional town in the Pacific Northwest. So, like, the vibes are there. It is very much um, – it's, like, a workplace romance, but also – I wouldn't say it's enemies to lovers, and I wouldn't say it's rivals to lovers. It's, like, a sweet spot in between there because they don't hate each other, Um but I love Astrid so much. Like, I don't often love the second book in a companion series more than the first because I love Delilah Green. Stop. I loved Astrid. <laughs> I'm offended at myself that I haven't read that yet. Like, I, know. I think it's just, I just, I love Delilah, but I knew the second that I met Astrid, I knew that her book was going to, like, I was going to be a goner. Like, the audio is incredible. 
Like, it's probably one of my favorite. I mean, I think I read it in 2022. So it was like one of my favorite audiobooks of the year. Okay, I need to get it on audio. I mean, I actually just yesterday I was thinking like, oh, maybe I'll read that this weekend. Like after I finish my current read, like maybe I'll finally read Astrid. I, there's, there's a couple, I have like a couple sapphic books that are like very much like I'm like itching to read. And I mm-hmm. think, I think I want to do Astrid Parker first because oh, I'm so excited do. for the next book. It's so good. I know. Oh my God. The cover was revealed for the- For Iris. I know. If you remember, we had Ashley Herring Blake on the podcast and she like told me what the color of the cover was going to be and the premise and I lost my mind and I'm so excited for it. Okay. My next book is Ivy by Willa Nash slash uh, Daphne Perry. And oh my gosh, this is a, I don't even know like how to describe the genre. So it's obviously romance, but it has three different POVs, three different girls POVs. And so there's three different love stories in this one book. It is chonky, but it flies because there's this like, it's like a combination of Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars, but imagine they're in this like, you know, Ivy League-esque school outside of Boston, like Harvard-y. Um, and there's like secrets and lies and manipulation and like all those fun things. But then there's like these like really like, oh my God, such hot guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that it other than like 45 it, seconds. Okay, so. well, I guess my, my, I'll use my last 10 seconds to just say if you were a fan of any of those CW shows, like pretty much if you were a fan of CW growing up, like this is the book to read. I'd recommend it to all readers, like all people, not even readers. But it is like a three. I did give it a three out of five on the spice scale. So, which means it's like pretty steamy because my spice scale is a lot higher than it used yeah. to be. Um, Insert clip from when we said that uh, The Simple Wild was a five out of five. On the uh, but it's still so good. I reread that. We learn from our mistakes, guys. <laughs> no, I think we just... Um... That's why I literally – did you read the Vulture article, the Emily Henry one that came out this week? No. You guys know, like, one day – I think that article made a point – didn't that article make a point of, like, comparing Emily Henry to, like, Taylor Swift? Um, A little bit. Like, the same kind of, like, vibe. I'm, I feel like my, like, Emily Henry flower hasn't, like, bloomed yet, kind of like how I was, like, a very late bloomer to Taylor – so mm-hmm. I like haven't read the article fully. I just like have seen other people talking about it. Well, I'm still like I'm still a little little baby bud ready. It to... was it was a very good article. I will have it linked in my newsletter, um, upcoming. I think I also linked it on my blog. But I, because when I first read Beach Read, I did not like it. But it was also very early on in my romance journey, and mm, I true. will say that Emily Henry bridges the gap. She's this, like, little island that's not full-blown. Like, obviously, it's a romance because there's a happily ever after and there's, like, a love story plot. But it's not women's fiction because it's, like, the character... I, I feel like the characters in women's fiction tend to skew on the older side because women's fiction, or what is classified as women's fiction, was what, like, chiclet was in mm-hmm. the late 90s early aughts like the sex in the city era right but it's what was my little third my third point i think I your point know. was that it like bridges the gap between like romance readers something along those lines like i think it, like it's I, like and and general fiction readers because yeah, yeah 
the some of like the like I will see some quotes pulled from her books that I'm like that's in a romance novel like it's this very like Mm. and I think that's where the comparison to Taylor Swift comes from because these very like profound like inner thoughts and like I like every time I've gotten to speak with her like I she's like one of the only people who I know publicly admits like oh, I'm afraid people aren't going to like my book. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, I'm afraid it means they're not going to like me. And like, because of the little pieces that she puts into, of herself that she puts into the characters, like obviously, no, I don't know. So anyway, long story long, I have been meaning this year, I want to reread Beach Read because I feel like I understand the genre so much more. And I also feel like it's a very self-aware rom drum because it's not a rom-com there's like a bunch of grief in there and whatever I just want to reread it and see like where I fall because it was like a three-star read for me when I read it and then I enjoyed people we meet on vacation and I loved book lovers so I just want to go back and give beach read another try and I need to read like any of them <laughs> but I I just like because I know I, I don't know I'm I've always been scared of things that are popular very popular yeah and yeah. not like a, I'm like I'm not like other girls like I, I I would really I hope I hope if you take one thing away from me that I am not that girl like I'm not the girl that like strives on being different at all mm-hmm. so please don't take that from me that's not why I've avoided them I just like I'm intimidated by it. Like, I'm intimidated by yeah. how much people love them. And so it's like. But I you also know, think the comparison to Taylor Swift, and like, I obviously, I love Taylor Swift and I always have. And I went through a phase where I denied it because, you know, in high school, right. people, she, it wasn't cool to like Taylor Swift. And I'm like, well, you know what? We knew that Kanye was the bad one. Just saying. But anyway, even like the biggest Emily Henry, like, stands who like love her, everyone has a book that they don't love like they're they're the beach read girlies because they're all very different because the female protagonists as much as they are you know i would like privileged millennial women (laughs) to say Mm -hmm. the least there there is a lot of like stark differences between them and i think that they and the male characters are all very very different i want to i think i want to start with book lovers yeah that's my favorite one i think that's the one i i have it you will love charlie lastra <laughs> i know that's what everyone says yeah he's for sure your type if well, reese was a okay. human like if reese didn't have wings i think he would be charlie lastra shut up that's <laughs> how you need to say to like get like if you were to pitch me that book and you were to say if reese didn't have wings he would be Char-, like that is because that's how i feel about i was just talking to um brandy brandy's brandy's books i think is her handle um I was just talking to Brandy because she was just reading, she's reading uh, Elizabeth O'Rourke's Devil mm. series. So she's reading A Deal with the Devil. She just finished it. And um, I I say, I think that Hayes in that is like my contemporary Reese. Like he's just like the banter. It's just like, oh my God. I just <sighs> love that. You know, right. there are there are things that I look, look for in a guy in a book and like oh, that list doesn't need to be repeated here, but, like, one of the items is the banter. Like, that banter mm-hmm. has to be there. It's the most important aspect to me, too. 
Like, I love I mean, somebody who can spar. My last book is Scandalized by Ivy Owens, and I've been trying to get Ashley to read this book for almost half a year <laughs> at this point. It is a celebrity childhood friends to lovers romance, and it is another one of those books that I think is great for busting a slump because it just begins, and it jumps right to the spice for a traditionally published novel. It is published by one half of Christina Lauren. I think it's Lauren um, that she published under the pen name Ivy Owens. But this is another main character, Ashley, who you will fall head over heels for. He's like a K-pop star. And it's just, it. there's like glitzy hotels and like emotional conversations. And it's just very good. So that's all I'm going to leave it because I've babbled enough. <laughs> all right. Three seconds left anyways. Good. I like – I'm like, am I so predictable in what my type is? Like, I don't know. Yes. You, you guys I let know me know. who you like. Yeah. All right. My last book is actually an arc. <gasps> Sorry. Sorry to the people. It doesn't come out till the summer, but I just had to include it because it just got me out of my slump. Okay. My last book is Forget Me Not by Julie Soto. It just got me out of a slump, so I had to include it. Um – it is a second chance, dual POV, dual timeline romance where she is a wedding planner and he is a grumpy florist and guy that's tattooed and he tattoos um, extinct flowers all over his body and she's named after a flower and I just that's really all I can say it is it is so much spicier than I thought it was going to be um and it was it was just like a really fun ride there were a couple things but like overall it got me out of the slump so fast and I'm forever grateful for any book that can just like make me remember why I love reading so much oh with four seconds to spare Mm. got it down I'm really proud of myself for these these pitches i also read that one and i loved it so we will have all of these books listed in our show notes so if you want to get them from your library except for the arc that ashley just pitched you can go ahead and pre-order that one (laughs) yeah sorry my bad and i'll save my honorable mentions because they're both arcs so i'll save them for when they're actually out to pitch them at a later see you were gonna mention some arcs i did but that's why i said they're honorable mentions Anyways, um, since we're ending with a quote, I'm also going to like continue on my arc. Uh, Mine's from an arc, theme. too. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm sorry. This is just I, – I share my reading life, and I'm reading a book that's not available to the masses yet, but I hope it gets you excited. But it will be. I mean, like, all we're doing is providing – like, you watch trailers for movies before they're out, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for mm-hmm. that movie that I can't watch right this minute because – it's not out yet, but like this trailer is so great. That's all we're giving you. We're just giving you a little, a little, a little treat. Yeah. So I'm going to start with my quote. I'm currently reading Coach by Devney Perry. Um, and this comes out April 6th. So I don't know when this episode is going live, but if it's, it's April live, 6th. April 5th. So okay. you can get so it today. tomorrow. <laughs> just wait a few more hours and then you can have Millie and Ford in your life ever. They're not British. Um, they very much are in Montana. <laughs> Anyways, I just read this line about five seconds before Phoebe and I hit record. So this is my quote of the week. My taste in home decor was a lot like my choice in clothing. Black, gray, beige, cream. 
Ford's laugh was like a burst of color, yellow and orange and neon green. Even with the sun streaming through the windows, that laugh brightened every room. I don't have it, so if that makes everybody feel better, I don't have it. So, anyway. Oh, so this is my payback for yours truly? Well, I don't think I want it as much as you want yours truly, but... All right, my quote is from Kismet by Becky Charlson that comes out April 18th, so it's not too far away. And I picked this quote because it made me think of Ashley. (gasps) There was something about the stillness of the beach that begged us to look inward to inspect our every pore. Wow. It takes place on Fire Island. Well, that's beautiful. My mom just sent me today a video of the ocean. She's like, do you miss the ocean? I was like, (sighs) yes, mom. That's just cruel to do to me. Well, yeah. How cute. So fun. I hope that we provided you some good recommendations. If not... Um, maybe you learn some fun things about sailing and <laughs> and enjoyed listening to Phoebe and I be us. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave a comment or um, a review in Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.